talk of maniacs of all ages and pronouns. It is your friend J-Row here, Justin Roberge. The rumors of my device have been greatly exaggerated. I am back and better than ever, and today I'm here to bring my independent thoughts to you on what seems to be the very sensitive subject, at least in the internet wrestling community today, of intergender wrestling. I hope you're ready for a good one. Strap in. Let's go. Independent thoughts. Independent thoughts. These are independent thoughts. Independent thoughts. So you heard me right in the intro, guys. Today we're going to talk about intergender wrestling. Now the reason why I feel it's necessary to bring this topic of conversation up is purely because it's a huge topic right now in the internet wrestling community, notably Twitter. The main things I'm hearing a lot is the debate over whether or not intergender wrestling is, quote, killing the business. I'm going to tell you here and now, I don't believe that it's killing the business. I'm perfectly fine with intergender wrestling. I know that two main topics that come up on that spectrum in the debate of intergender wrestling are notably the mixed match challenge that recently took place that the WWE did over a span of uh, 12 plus weeks, and then more importantly, the big mixed tag team match we had at WrestleMania featuring Angle, Rousey, McMahon, and Triple H. So if you're on the anti-intergender wrestling bandwagon, you can easily point to the mixed match challenge and say, yeah, but in those mixed tag matches, it was heavily focused where the women would only compete with the women and the men would only compete with the men. The only instance that this really comes into question is during the Charlotte versus Rusev confrontation, in which case Charlotte was trying to light Rusev up like a Christmas tree, and he was basically no-selling her chops, because he's Rusev. My immediate thought on this particular case would be, I honestly think that Rusev should at least give her some benefit of the doubt and happen to have at least sold the chops a little bit. I understand you're trying to do this whole thing where he's tough and there's no way that she could possibly damage him, but at that point you're really starting to stack the playing field in favor of the guys versus the girls and saying that there's no possible way that one of their female competitors could possibly do some damage to a male competitor. And quite frankly, it's 2018. You're not fooling us. That is entirely not not true. I honestly feel in hindsight of this like there should have been more uh, in-ring competition between the men and the women. Now I understand we're talking about a PG era here and WWE has a very specific niche that they're catering to. Well not specific but you gotta understand when you're playing the PG game you have to be very careful about you have about how you have women and men competing in the same ring at the same time. That's why it took probably so long for them to try this mixed match challenge as just a test to a way of testing the waters to see if it would work out. Now that's all fine and dandy, you could say, but say, okay, well, what about the actual mixed tag that took place at WrestleMania? There was a pretty heavy sequence there, in which case Triple H and Ronda Rousey were getting physical, as was a smaller extent in which Angle and Stephanie McMahon were getting physical. To that, there's not a whole lot of an argument I can give you. They were trying to abide by the rules, let's say. Well, this is wrestling, so let's say the the idea that rules exist, if you'll follow me, and the referee tried to to 
basically invoke those, to which Triple H had to put them in the corner. He put Baby in the corner, and he said, hey, 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 I'm your boss, I make the rules. If I'm going to smack her, I'm going to smack her, and there's basically fuck all you can say about it. Now, I understood that was going to happen, and I think that's the only particular case where they would allow this kind of intergender actual uh, physical confrontation to exist, notably because of the names involved, pure and simple, because deep down, we wanted to see Ronda Rousey throw Triple H around and possibly submit him to an armbar. I know everybody just freaked out when she grabbed him in that armbar during that match, and that's one of those times where it really brings up the possibility of, oh yeah, this can be legitimate, and she could have actually tapped him. Let's be real. That was a very real situation we could have seen. But this is professional wrestling, and that's why he was not the one to submit to her. Stephanie was. But the point of this episode is to not break down that match and say what was right, what was wrong. It's about the overall subject of intergender wrestling. Is it good? Is it bad? Where are the pros? What are the cons? Why are people in such an uproar about this? And that's what I'm hoping to shed some light on today. And I honestly feel that although the WrestleMania tag match and the mixed match challenge gets a lot of the attention on this subject, I really feel that the main reason that a lot of us are talking about this subject today, in particular, not specifically, but as of late, has to do with a show that Beyond Wrestling did during WrestleMania week, a show called Lit Up. This is a show that I watched, I enjoyed it a great deal as a matter of fact, but there was something about Lit Up that separated itself from all of the other shows during WrestleMania week, and that was that the entire show card from bottom to top was entirely intergender matches. And if you'll allow me to play statistician for a moment, I can tell you that if I'm not mistaken, the women got more of the W's on that particular show. Now that brings on a few questions, because number one, I know for a fact that there are some of you out there that are listening to this right now that are not familiar with Beyond Wrestling. There may even be some of you that don't even know that Beyond Wrestling exists, and that is a crying shame. But I'm not going to take this time to wag my finger at you, I'm not. I'm just going to suggest that maybe when you get a few minutes when you're done listening to this, you go check it out. I think the bigger question in this is more so, okay, why has Beyond Wrestling and this particular show that they did called Lit Up caused so much drama in the internet wrestling community? And I suspect, and I could be wrong here, but I suspect this has to do with a question that got brought up to none other than wrestling legend Jim Cornette. And I believe if you decide to look it up next time you're on YouTube, you can find it simply in a video, I believe it's entitled, Why Intergender Matches Are Stupid. And I feel that because it's Jim Cornette speaking on the matter, I think that's why it got so much attention. And I want to say right here and now, although I disagree with the man, I do respect a lot of his viewpoints on a lot of wrestling. This is just one that we happen to disagree on. And, and here's a particular reason for it. During this particular video, or the segment from his podcast, uh, someone brought up that, well, if it's okay in movies, if it's okay in television, I believe they used Kill Bill as an example, why would it not be okay in professional wrestling? And if you're as familiar with the body of work of Jim Cornette and a lot of his content as much as I am, I think we would both understand that his viewpoint on the matter is, well, wrestling is supposed to be real. That's how we always positioned it. It was supposed to be real. It was not supposed to be quote-unquote fake. And I strongly feel that it's this particular bit of information that causes so much strife in the wrestling community about intergender wrestling. 
A lot of times, these are the same people that are upset about deathmatch wrestling or about, example, a Joey Ryan with his dick-flipping stuff or Kenny Omega wrestling a nine-year-old girl a number of years ago in Japan or Kota Ibushi wrestling against a blow-up doll in DDT a number of years ago. It all ties into the same general fact that they are upset that wrestling isn't what wrestling was. And I think a lot of us really need to draw a line in the sand right here and now and say, you're either on this side of the issue, you're on this side of the issue. And the issue is really a matter of, can we just let go already? Can we just agree right here and now in 2018 that we all understand that wrestling is a form of entertainment? It is not a 100% legitimate and more importantly, and although I hate using the term real sports event, it's not an actual full competition. Can we not just come to a mutual agreement that even though a lot of us like going to superhero movies from the Marvel and DC franchises or television shows where there's always female protagonists and male antagonists, can we not just get together and understand that professional wrestling is just a different variation of that and we have all agreed to maintain our disbelief when we pay for our ticket or we tune onto the television show and sit down and watch professional wrestling? Can we not just agree that for that span of two or three or four, or let's say WrestleMania, infinity hours, that we understand that what we're watching is entertainment and not 100% legitimate sport? Because if we can jump that hurdle, I feel that there's a lot more that we can accomplish together as a wrestling community. Goodness knows it's 2018, and it's generally hard to be a wrestling fan to begin with. It's hard enough that I have to sit around and be laughed at by people that go to see Marvel Infinity War, but all of a sudden, I'm the dummy for enjoying professional wrestling, which is essentially a live-action, and if I can be perfectly honest, better version of what they just saw. I just don't seem to understand why all of a sudden people go to movies. We'll use the superhero movies as a niche in this case because it's the best version of this particular debate where you can see female superheroes combating male villains and likewise too, male superheroes combating female villains. But all of a sudden, when it's between the ropes and the confines of the squared circle, that's where it's a fucking problem. I find that not only an insult to female wrestlers, but an insult to all wrestlers. Anybody who loves professional wrestling, to shit on that and to say that intergender wrestling is the problem is just an out-and-out -out lie. You're only kidding yourself. And if you're still going to sit on your high horse and say, well, it's because wrestling isn't like how it used to be, well, there's not much I can do to help you out with that, man. It's 2018. Unless you're going to invent a fucking time machine, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. So I suggest you go down to the basement, you get out the old shoeboxes with all your old NWA tapes or world-class tapes, and go to fucking town. The rest of us will stay here in the civilized era. The funniest argument I've heard from to date has been the one of, well, I disagree with intergender wrestling because I'm a gentleman and I don't like to see women being hit. Motherfucker, you were watching Cops three hours ago. That show was essentially built on that premise. Again, it's 2018. We are now at a time where, for the most part, we've come to agree that men and women are equals. And people of all pronouns, just like I said in my intro, are equals. We are all people. Unless you're like a Scientologist or some shit or whatever they believe. I think they're really just aliens. But anyway, that's not the point of this one. And before I get stopped, I'm going to get off of that subject. 
Sorry guys, I had to throw a joke in there somewhere. It was getting pretty hostile. But now more than ever, we understand that people are people and should be treated equally, regardless of your background, regardless of your gender, regardless of what you identify yourself as. And in this particular debate, we are all either professional wrestlers or professional wrestling fans. And if we cannot get together as a community and band together and fight for the art form that we believe in, especially in a time where it's constantly getting shit on, then there's no way we're ever going to rise above. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that wrestling is down in the dumps, quite the opposite. I know a lot of the public sees it that way, but for us wrestling fans, combined with the rise of technology, there hasn't been a better time to be a wrestling fan, personally. Unless, of course, you're in the same bandwagon as the guy in the infamous viral video in the NWA t-shirt who was crying because it's still real to him, damn it. Generally speaking, if you're not like that guy, which I can't really help at that point, but if you're with the rest of us, again, now's a pretty goddamn good time to be a wrestling fan. The internet has made it where there's so much more access to so many more promotions and different types of professional wrestling, different variations on the wrestling form, the art form, excuse me, that we all love. There's something for everyone. Wrestling is for everyone. Goodness knows I use that hashtag constantly on Twitter if you follow me. And just like wrestling is for everyone, there's always some type of wrestling for everyone, whether it be intergender wrestling or otherwise. But again, with so much content out there and so much debate going on, if we can't band together and agree that intergender wrestling, just like other types of wrestling, is wrestling, and wrestling is fucking awesome, then there's no way that anybody's ever going to take us seriously. So I, j Rowe, Justin Roberge, and making a call to action right here and now. Mother's Day 2018. 9.30pm is when I'm recording this. Terrible timing, I know. But I am making a call to action to all wrestling fans, starting with you guys listening to this right now. Whether you believe that intergender wrestling is killing the business, or whether you believe that anybody who thinks it's killing the business should fuck off, can we not only cease the debate, but more importantly, can we just replace the debate with the standpoint that we can all agree on, and that's wrestling is pretty fucking awesome. So hey, that got pretty serious, huh? Well, first of all, I want to appreciate you guys for sticking that out and hearing me out on this one. It was something that I really wanted to get to, and it's been in my head for a while, and I just never really had the time to sit down and get my thoughts out. But I felt that now, more than any, Mother's Day, I guess, now seemed the best time to make that uh, line in the sand about intergender wrestling. Kind of weird, huh? But anyways, thank you for sitting through that. Now, I gotta show some love where it's due here. So first of all, thanks to my comrades at Takamania for continuing to allow me to make some content for you guys. I know I went on a little bit of a hiatus there, had some personal stuff going on, but I wanted to really get some stuff out to you guys, and I want to continue to do so going forward. So thank you very much for uh, waiting around for me. I really, really appreciate it. So with the mushy stuff out of the way, big ups to Beyond Wrestling for A, putting that show on, and B, if you'd like to check out Beyond Wrestling, if you'd like to check out Lit Up and their other shows, then I would recommend that you head over to 
Powerbomb TV. That's Powerbomb.tv. That is one of the best streaming websites around. So if you are a fan of independent wrestling or you might be a mainstream wrestling fan who's looking for something a little bit more to kind of diversify your personal wrestling portfolio, Powerbomb.tv is one of the best ways to go. And since I was talking about Beyond Wrestling during today's show, Beyond Wrestling has 45 events available on Powerbomb.tv. That's 45 times 3. That's like 135 hours right fucking there. But if you're thinking, okay, 45 events from Beyond Wrestling, that's pretty good. But what else is on Powerbomb.tv? I say, what else is on Powerbomb TV? My God, they have 88 promotions on Powerbomb.tv for a total of 709 events. That is, I'm not going to do the math, but that's a lot of wrestling, man. And not only do they have all those shows available, but new shows are getting added all the time. And more importantly, they even have live streams of shows so you can catch independent wrestling live on your television or other device that you may use. Now I know what you're thinking. You're like, okay, well, how do I use it? Well, easy peasy. If you got an Apple TV, no problem. If you got a Roku, they got a beta version available. If you got an Amazon Fire TV, oh, they're working on it. But you can also check out in your browsers if you got an Xbox One, a PS4, LG Smart TVs, and more. There's so many ways to use this. So I know what you're thinking now. All right, smarty pants, you got me interested. How much is this going to set me back? Well, you, my friend, are in luck. Easy peasy, a monthly subscription of $10 US per month after a 10-day free trial. Ha ha ha. That's right. 10 days free Oh, charge, baby. All you got to do is head over to powerbomb.tv. You get your free trial. You get started up. And I guarantee you that you'll be hooked. And if you're thinking, okay, I'll do this one month. This is pretty sweet. Is there any way I can save a few bucks on that? Well, you damn skippy hippie. Here's what you're going to do. They also offer an annual subscription for $100 UST for one full year. You save yourself 20 motherfucking dollars right there. And you got a full year of powerbomb.tv to your heart's content, my friend. So I think I've hyped it up enough. I think what you need to do as soon as we're done here today, you get yourself over. Now, if you're driving, you're listening to this. Okay, probably not a good idea. Pull over safely. Get to your destination. But keep it up in your brain. Keep it up in your brain. Powerbomb.tv. You go there. You get your free trial. You get hooked up with more independent wrestling than you can shake a stick at. So you do it. You do yourself a favor as a wrestling fan. You do yourself a favor. And you go to Powerbomb.tv today. There you go. So now that the hype train has left the station, thank you again for listening. You guys have been an absolute pleasure. I've been Justin Roberge, a.k.a. J-Ro, a.k.a. your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I will yell in all of your gorgeous ears next time. Adios. Independent thoughts. Independent thoughts.